Welcome to the Been There, Got Out podcast. I'm Lisa, a state certified domestic violence advocate and veteran of more than eight years in the trenches of the legal system, the last five successfully representing myself. And I'm Chris. I'm a certified high conflict divorce coach. And between the two of us, we have all this knowledge and experience that we never wanted. But now we can put it to great use, providing expert guidance to people in high conflict divorce and custody situations so you have the best chance in court and beyond. Having the right support from people who get it is so critical to getting you and your children through it as unscathed as possible. And that's exactly what we do through our interviews with experts and other content right here on this podcast. So let's get to it. In this episode of the Been There, Got Out podcast, we welcome co-founder of At X Experts, TH, who talks about the myth of amicable co-parenting with a toxic ex, why you should stop shoulding on yourself, and for anyone at the beginning of the process, how important it is to watch her upcoming Win Your Divorce Summit. Take it away, Lisa. Lisa from Been There, Got Out. And today's guest is TH from the X Experts. It's actually her birthday, so I have to remember to say happy birthday to her. Um, there she is. So I just say to you, and I just invited you to join. So hopefully this will work. Um, TH has a few things to talk about. Hi. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. You're busy, busy bee on your birthday. Uh Honestly, this is my fourth Instagram live today. It's been- I just saw like the list. All I feel is like you're going to see the upper part of my. My Uh-oh. I have to turn on my do not. Disturb. Oh no! I apologize. So thank you. Guys, so- yeah, okay. You froze for a second. That's okay. Okay, wait. Volume. Say something. Hi. Okay. Good. Okay. Works. Okay. So, um, so TH, why don't you introduce yourself before we start talking about one of our favorite topics, co-parenting with a very difficult person. Yes. So my name is TH. It's only two letters. And I am the second half or the other half of Ex-Experts and the Divorce Etc. podcast. Jessica and I have been best friends 30 years, leading parallel lives, best friends as couples, doing all the things. It all looks so pretty on the outside. And then 13 years into our marriages, we found out our husbands are cheating on us, covering for one another, traveling with their girlfriends, and my husband was engaged. So there's that. Um, But that set me free. So I was actually very grateful because it gave me my ticket to freedom. So Jessica and I created X experts because there were no resources for us except for one another, which we were super grateful for. And we still are Um, not just in terms of divorce, but like, how do I deal with this? What am I going to do on my weekend without my kids? How am I going to plan for this, that, and the other thing? So X experts in divorce, et cetera, came to life. And we are on a mission to empower men and women and anyone going through divorce through education and support. And that's what we're doing. And so I really thank you for having me here today. And Lisa is one of our esteemed ex-experts. So, um, you know, make sure you check her out on our program too. Yeah, well, I want you to talk about that in a little bit before you go. But um, 
So one of the things that you and Jessica had these parallel lives, got engaged, got married, had kids, but after you got divorced, you realized from what you told me during our last conversation that certain things were definitely very different. And one of them, a significant one, was that your ex, uh, let's say, had different priorities. And one of the things that I'm assuming Jessica and many people who have normal divorces have is they can co-parent effectively. They both care about doing what's best for the kids. They want the kids to get through this as unscathed as possible. I'm not just talking about the divorce. I'm talking about the aftermath and life moving onward. Yeah. Um, and there seems to be this idea that people should just be able to co-parent. So tell us about <laughs> your thoughts on that. It's hard. It's hard to co-parent with someone you don't respect, someone you don't trust, someone you don't like. And then, by the way, here are our three kids. Go, have a nice weekend with them. It's frightening. Um, Jessica and her ex, I mean, he took responsibility for his actions. He was always going to be a cheater. And he cheated again, and he did all the things. But I feel like when they're 80 years old, they're going to be living together and, like, literally looking at a sunset somewhere not married. Um, you mean I, Jessica and her I, ex? Jessica and her not ex. Jessica's ex with whoever he No, no, no. But he has kids with her. Um, my ex and I handle business. I've learned that the best way for me to co-parent with him is just to handle it like a business transaction. I need to prepare for it. I need to research what I want to talk about. I need to read from an outline or I'm going to get triggered potentially, especially at the beginning. And um, I think that it's really hard to co-parent with somebody who you just really would never even be friends with and hand your kids over. How has it felt for you because you've had one of these high conflict divorce situations when everybody else around you has had a regular divorce? Because again, ours are only 10-ish percent of the time. Yeah, <laughs> right. a normal divorce. Right. Ever that people are. Yeah, when people are talking about how they get together for kids' events, they're able to sit together. They're able to put on a good face for the kids. Like, how is it for you? I mean, I know. Well, my own situation. We won't get into that now. But, but what's it like? Because the divorce world, it's very different, and people tend to compare, just like they do with everything. Like, well, mine did this, and mine does this, and. You can end up feeling more alone than ever because your ex is not rational or still angry and getting angrier. Yeah. I um I mean you're you're making me almost flash back to like when my daughter was playing basketball. First of all, he was absent for four years. He didn't know really what grade they were in, he didn't know their teachers. He literally was nowhere and it, it was fine for me i'm air quoting a lot but it was fine because if he wasn't around my life was easier mm. that's not to be married that's not a relationship none of that is healthy but that's what got me through every day and i remember he came to one of her basketball games he was literally like lying on his side on the floor like thumping his leg i was like first of all was i was i sitting next to him absolutely not i couldn't even really be around him our lawyers handled our communication so I was not saving a seat for him and Jessica 
you know, it's really hard because she's my best friend and we're in partners in, you know, partners in this business. And she's like, you know, I chose to love my kids more than hate my ex. <sighs> I'm like, F you, love you. But like, I chose to love my kids more than I hate my ex too, except I'm not breaking bread with him. And I'm not saving a seat for him at the play. And I'm not acknowledging him at the basketball game when he's freaking out on the floor and, and my daughter's doing the best that she possibly can. So you're talking about comparing yourselves like just me and Jessica. There's not a shot in hell. And I put myself in a lot of uncomfortable positions, especially at the beginning. I should Tell us about that. Because people here are often like thinking but I feel so guilty. And my child says, well, why don't you guys sit together? And the co-parenting coordinator is saying you need to sit together because they don't understand domestic violence. And everybody else around me gets along so well with their exes. Like what's wrong with me? First of all, I spoke to Jennifer Medwin today and she's like, you're, shoulda, you're shooting yourself all over the place. I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have been here. I should have been there. I learned how to be Teflon and protect myself from him, from his energy, from his smirks, from his everything. I learned to do that and it took really a lot of time. And I don't really know. What helped you? What helped you? How did you learn? Because again, remember many people don't. <laughs> was the first thing. That's when I learned what a narcissist was. That's what I learned what it meant for me. That's how she told me, this is the kind of person he is. It's going to, and he only went to therapy with me because there was like a honeymoon stage. I don't know what happened with him, but all of a sudden he's throwing a big birthday celebration for me. So by the way, May 8th, 2008 was the day I got my phone call on the first day of the rest of my life. May 2nd, which is today, 2008, he showed up an hour and a half late for my birthday dinner with my brother and sister-in-law and yelled at me for giving him a hard time when he had jujitsu. I'm like, well, then don't, don't freaking come. Right. So right. when and on May 8th, a few days later, when this all imploded, like a, five days after, he shows up at the house with a cake and balloons and let's celebrate mommy. And I walked in trapped. And my kids were like, you know, that's really not nice. Look at what dad did for you. And you're not being nice. And he set me up. He set me up. And so I don't really remember what I said to my kids at that point. But it's, it's hard. And I still made a lot of mistakes. And um I just, we went to the therapy. He came with me because I wanted him to learn what we were going to say to our kids as far as getting a divorce. I said, you have to come with me to my therapist. She's going to tell us what to say. So he was willing to do whatever I wanted. I want to move into this rental house. He's putting stereo equipment in. And I'm thinking, you're never moving in here, but put in all the stereo equipment that you want. Um, so he was yesing me for a little while and she told me I'm married to a narcissistic sociopath. I'm going to teach you how to get through your laborious and extremely expensive divorce. Hadn't even started yet. Mm, and she knew. So she called it. She knew. She knew right away. I guess he's classic, whatever, but I think it takes a special person to carry on a four year affair and get 
engaged to that person while you're still married, I would be happy to get out and then drag me through court for four years. You're engaged. I'm out. Let me go. Would not no. let me go. Hashtag supply. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, what you said um, about being trapped is, is also making me flash back to the very beginning when I was thinking, how am I going to tell the kids we're getting a divorce? Like, how do I do it? My kids were 11 and 14 at the time. And I remember um, going to an Al-Anon meeting. So that's not Alcoholics Anonymous. Al-Anon was created for, you know, decades ago. The spouses of mostly male alcoholics would wait outside the meetings. They started talking to each other and realizing how their lives had been so impacted by somebody else's issue. And everything was about, like, how do I deal with this person and them being miserable? Yeah. So my, my wonderful divorce attorney said, go to Al-Anon because you need to learn emotional detachment because I was with my ex for 20 years. Wow. So in that meeting, the first meeting, I was like, I don't know what to do, like all upset. And I got some excellent advice so that I wasn't going to be trapped. Somebody well, said, listen. So interesting. Yeah, they said you have to make sure that you tell the kids the truth about why you're getting divorced because they weren't little kids so they could kind of know anyway but they said tell the truth because what he's going to do and they totally called it if you don't tell them the truth he is going to make it like you're kicking him out and he's trying to um you know be part of the family but that you don't want him anymore that you're breaking up the family and that he's going to be the victim and then the kids are going to blame you because you're you're not keeping the intact family. He's setting it up. So make sure you make it very clear. Because also, if you don't tell the, the kids the truth now, they're going to find out years later and they're going to be re-traumatized because they're going to have to rewrite history. So it's very, very important to be honest with your kids from the beginning to also protect yourself from him painting that picture of like, oh, dad's being so nice to you. Why are you just rejecting him and breaking up the family? So what you just said made me think of that. Yeah. I mean, isn't that upsetting? Mm -hmm. But luckily we did it right. Right. And, and, and look, you and I see things now, hindsight's twenty twenty. but God, like I totally look back. I don't even know who the hell I was. Yeah. I, or you do too. Like I was a shell of of a person, I don't even recognize her. Who was she? What was she doing? Why was I allowing someone to treat me like that? You know, I am speaking about myself in the third person because I'm detached from that person. That person was like in survival mode, had my armor up. If I didn't hear him, he couldn't hurt me. If he wasn't around, he couldn't hurt me. And, uh, but I allowed him to emotionally hurt me. Right. But for so many of us, like you think about the term coercive control, um, we don't realize it. Nobody, no people use the, the question, why didn't you get out sooner? It's like, because I didn't realize how bad right. it was. Because abuse is not something, you're not going to get involved with someone who's awful. The beginning, they're um, the opposite. They're amazing. They're mirroring you. They're grooming you. They're love bombing you. They're not being horrific. It's over time when they start devaluing you and then, the, the dynamics change and then you think it's normal to be talked to like that. It's normal to be disrespected. Like you start believing that you'll never be able to do better. Yeah. And that's part of what keeps you and you become financially dependent on the person. You have a family together. The thought of like being on your own and how am I going to deal with custody and everything else? It is really 
really hard to get out of these relationships. It's not like, oh, why didn't you just leave? Oh, I, I don't know. I was lazy. <laughs> and the people who ask questions have no idea of what they're talking about. Right. I mean, right. they don't realize how harmful it is to say something like, like how that to, be to somebody. A friend is just to listen. No one really wants your opinion. We just want to be heard and hugged. That's all. Right. That's all you have to do because you have no idea. And even if you kind of went through something similar, you still don't really know what it's like. Like, I don't know what it was like in your home with, you know, abuse like that. Like, I can't even imagine. You know, I, I say emotional abuse on my side. And I feel like, well, that's nothing in comparison to what you've been through. And then you also compare yourself to people and you're like, well, I have nothing to complain about. Because right. It's a story. It's though. Because everybody, everybody's experience, people minimize, but everyone has it yep. bad on some level in these cases. So yeah, it, it's bad for you. And so don't feel like you shouldn't be upset. Well, here I go shooting myself. Over. Right, 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 right. You are, you, you are entitled to feel the feelings. It really sucks. Divorce sucks. Being in a bad relationship is horrible. But you know what? If you can find your way out, like I jumped off <laughs> that day, she called me. I told her she saved my life. And that was it. I was free. I had three little kids who were like, what the hell's going on? But I was free. Right. I was free. And, and that was everything in the world to me. So my anniversary is coming up in six days. And it's very exciting. I never forget the people who were there for me that day. Randoms. Never forget that. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of being in these relationships, they say it's much lonelier to be in a relationship like this than to be alone. Oh, my God. That's why I was happier alone. Stay in California for the whole year. I don't really care. You're not here. I'm good. I mean, right. I wasn't, but I was better than him being home. Right. For sure. Right. Right. So um, I know it's your birthday and you have you have to go soon. But before you go, let's talk about this huge event that's coming up that you've organized so, that can help pe people watching. Yes. Now and later. Thank you, everybody, for joining us right now. And thank you to Lisa. Been there, got out. I'm so glad we forged this new business relationship and friendship. Um, we are producing a two-day event called Win Your Divorce. It's a virtual summit. It's two days on May 10th and 11th. So mark your calendar and um, you can get a free ticket. Do you have your link? I did. I, I, I just got back from a week in a way. I have email to catch up. Okay, so when yeah. Lisa shares this to her story, she'll put the link for it so you can get a free ticket. And we have four live sessions talking about how to find hidden money, what you can control in your divorce, how to divorce a narcissist and or a difficult person, and um, co-parenting, what you have to learn as far as co-parenting. And then we have 16 pre-recorded sessions of which Been There, Got Out with Lisa is one of them about legal abuse. What is legal abuse? What qualifies? Like, as she and I were talking, I'm like, well, did that happen to me? I think I did. I'm not really sure. It did. So Lisa really Four clarifies, it did. Lisa clarifies <laughs> what it is and how to handle and how to control if that's what, if that's what you're stuck in. So Lisa's going to put up the link. You're not going to be able to hold your attention from noon until 6 Eastern time, as much as you would like to, and as much as you'd like to take notes. So you'll get your free ticket 
but upgrade your ticket so you can get replay. You can have access to the live sessions. You're going to want to listen to Lisa's pre-recorded session more than once because <laughs> this stuff the first time around. Tickets are $47, guys. That's not even the price of 20 minutes with your lawyer. So mm. we have 38 experts. Lisa is one of them. This event is for anybody thinking about divorce or going through it. And I know if you're not, you know somebody who is. So this is a gift. We are sharing this. We built it because knowledge is power. And we are empowering you to make the best choices. We didn't have these resources when we were going through our divorce and our separation. It was like a holy shit moment and paying a lot of money to a lawyer. And then me and Jessica like swapping, what'd your lawyer say? What'd your lawyer say? So we created this for you guys and for anybody you know. I mean, this is an opportunity that you really can't miss. Right, I mean, education is everything. When people don't understand what's going on, that's when they waste time, money, and energy. So this can prevent a lot of that from happening. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right. So TH now, thank you for that. Thanks for coming on. Go enjoy your birthday dinner. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Nice to meet you all. Please follow X experts and been there, got out, and we will see you at the win your divorce summit. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the been there, got out podcast. Please leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And you can find us easily on all major social media, but especially Instagram and YouTube. If you think we might be able to help you with your own situation, just visit beentheregotout.com and click the button to schedule a complimentary discovery call. Thanks again, and see you next time.